we didn't have anything clever to say on this opening because we are going to be doing a short episode. All this and more on Geekly Bi-Weekly. I think I'm just going to leave it at that. Matt, good luck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Geekly Bi-Weekly, your new favorite news podcast for geek news, pop culture discussion. My name is Hogan. And I'm Ida. Listen, guys, I know that we've been away for a little bit of a while. Uh, some things happened. Some people broke bones. Some people broke their spirit. It, it, it happens, all right? But we're uh, we're back for now, uh, as long as we can be. We're going to be hopefully having a guest. Not this next episode. Not, obviously, not this episode, but like not the one after this one, but the one after after that one. So what, in two more episodes, we should be having a it guest? It would be two after this one. Yeah, he's been waiting to come on, and I'm not going to spoil who it is, because I'm sure none of you know who he is yet. Give him some time. He is going to be streaming a lot. Um, but listen, guys, we're just going to be giving you a quick little episode today because uh, we feel like we want to uh, come and talk to you again because we've missed you. And uh, I, you would, if you could see uh, me as I'm recording right now, you would think that I'm Italian with how much I'm using my hands, <laughs> but I am not. We've got a bit to talk about. We're going to be talking about uh, Moon Knight Dune, which is supposed to be having a show coming out on HBO, mm-hmm. uh, Tales of the Jedi, an animated series, and uh, what Kevin Feige is about to be up to, because that is intense for him. But let's start it off with talking about Moon Knight, which is something that we have not had the chance to talk about yet. Yes, this series has uh, come out with a bang, um, and honestly, it's probably one of my favorite out of the marvel series so far yeah so far um yeah just uh, dang hogan you want to give me your thoughts right off the cuff um listen i'm not going to try and give anything spoilery just yet because uh, we are actually on the verge of it being over um but <laughs> this show is really fun uh, oscar isaac as usual is absolutely fantastic he's he's really how do i explain it he does really well of differentiating uh the different uh personalities that he's using um with even just a look in his eye you can tell who he is about to be yes ethan hawk loved him always he's always been a great actor i love him in that movie uh sinister Oh my gosh, Sinister is one of my favorite horror movies, dude. Sinister's a good one, right? You yeah. love that movie. It's, I haven't watched the second one yet, It's a though. good slow burn. Uh, it, it wasn't worth it. First one. <laughs> well. It, it was fine. It One and done for me. Sinister. That's fine. Was great. Leave it at that. <laughs> I do like Sinister. But he was great in that. And in this show, he is just, he's, he's menacing and I love it. Um, I love seeing good actors do uh, evil, scary roles. I think I've mentioned it before. John Goodman in uh, 21 Cloverfield Lane or whatever that movie was mm-hmm. called. Fantastic. Absolutely terrifying. And I actually just started a show with him in it called The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, yeah. I've seen a couple episodes of that. Um, and then I don't know why I stopped watching it. I think it was just one of those, like, I wasn't quite invested in it at the time. So I switched it up. That's fair. But it's definitely one I want to return to. Well, it's on its second season right now. I think, or no, I think the second season just ended and they're working on season three. It's funny. It's good stuff so far. I mean, I'm only like two or three episodes in, but I really enjoy what I've seen so far. Yeah. But uh, you tell me, what do you think about it? Give me, give me your thoughts. Um, Not about the Righteous Gemstones, about yeah, uh, Moon Knight. <laughs> uh, for Moon Knight, 
As I mentioned, I think it's honestly one of my favorites so far. I think that they have handled um, some pretty serious topics, and I'll be giving my spoiler-free review of the latest episode, which dropped today, the day we are recording this podcast. So I watched it just before recording. Um, I'll be giving my spoiler-free review of that. But I think they've handled some really serious topics in a very delicate way while also making it very clear that like with the dissociative identity disorder um that there's that differentiation between the two of them i think just all in all the show is spectacular and uh, audiences and critics agree it's good right I- i'm loving i'm loving that they're not making any real connections to the mcu just yet mm-hmm. um I feel like they're going to be waiting to do that, uh, which I'm going to totally be bringing up uh, as we talk about this show a little bit more. But um, the first episode starts off with our uh, main character, played by Oscar Isaac. Um, His name is Mark. He is British. He chains himself to his... What? Stephen is British, not Mark. Right. So the first episode begins with with Stephen, our main character, who is played by Oscar Isaac Stephen, who chains himself to his bed every night because he keeps waking up and walking away. It seems uh, abnormal, but then you start getting into the meat of what the hell is going on. I'm not doing a good job of explaining no, this. I'm you not gonna are. Lie. <laughs> doing a good job, actually. <laughs> the first episode, I was a little rocky on the other uh, four. I'm a little more clear on. You know, I mean, it was a good episode. It, it sets the tone. Um, yeah. You find out that Stephen uh, hates his manager. Well, no, I guess his manager hates Stephen. Uh, by the end of the, what, first episode? No, the beginning of the second episode, he gets fired from his job mm-hmm. where he's working at a museum, uh, which is has a current... Um, the British Museum exhibit. in London on uh, ancient Yes, Egypt. the British Museum in London has a current exhibit of uh, Egyptian gods, and he's kind of a brainiac on that sort of thing, which is super cool, because you get to see him kind of flex his muscles, or his brain muscle, I guess, yeah. when he's talking about like the, the pantheon of the gods. He's a total Egyptologist. Which really sets the tone for the rest of the series, because like he obviously knows what he is talking about, but he doesn't know that he is about to become the... Uh, the avatar of, or Khonshu. is the avatar of Khonshu. Khonshu in Egypt was also known as Khons. Oh, what did you call me? I'm kidding. That's a bad <laughs> word. We don't say that word around here. Where were we? He falls asleep, sort of, and ends up in some random town, some random village in what looks like the middle of Europe. Um, and ends up having to fight off a bunch of people who are being led by Ethan Hawke's character, uh, Jack Harlow, right? Arthur Harlow, I believe. Oh, I'm thinking of Jack Harlow from fucking the musician Jack Harlow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that was on that one song with Lil Nas X, which I yeah. love him so much. Anyways, it's uh, um, Arthur Harrow. Arthur Harrow, you're right. God, I'm terrible with names. Matt, please uh, ring the bell of shame for me. I'm sorry. I've, I've done it again. Uh, <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Arthur Harrow. And he's leading this group of, I guess, people that it felt it felt very culty, you know. Yes, um, it is absolutely a cult. So, <laughs> and so he uh, he being uh, Stephen kind of blacks out, kicks some people's ass, and then comes back. He's like, I don't, I don't know what the hell just happened. I ends up having to drive off of like some mountainside to mm-hmm. save his own ass, and um, 
he ends up back at work the next day or a couple days later is it i don't know it doesn't matter um and arthur harrow ethan hawk's character shows up there and i was like hey uh, you have something that i need and i need it back now mm-hmm. not even i need it back now i need it now I, you didn't steal it from me in the first place yeah um, like i'm taking it <laughs> yeah it was great because uh, if i'd seen ethan hawk in a dimly lit museum and he was like i need this from you i'd be like yeah dude just take it i don't fucking care goodbye um yeah the the costuming and hair department as well like makeup costuming hair all y'all did so good with this series fucking wild right Cause like oh just like his appearance you're just like this is yeah a skeezy creepy ass dude who's pretending he's but also the tattoo i know like fantastic love it Anyways, uh, Steven ends up running away, and he's like, I don't I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Please leave me alone. Arthur summons a jackal of sorts, which uh, we barely get to see at all, because they do a really good job of hiding it until we absolutely need to see it, mm-hmm. which I fucking loved. Like, it, 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 it almost was, like, like really good scary. Um, yeah, it's a really good horror tactic, and I loved that they used it. Like... They really did a good job with that, for sure. Yeah. Um... Steven ends up in a bathroom, uh, hiding, running away from the jackal, trying to figure out what the hell's going on, uh, when his alter, uh, not even alter ego, his other personality, or one of his other personalities, Mark Spector, comes out and is like, hey, um, we're dealing with some shit right now, I, I need you to give me control of your body, please, or else we're going to die. Yeah. And Steven's like, I don't, who the fuck are you, like, why are you talking to me, I'm, I must be going crazy, blah, blah, blah. He ends up calming him down, he being uh, uh, Mark talking to Steven, mm-hmm. ends up calming him down, and Mark is like, dude, please, just give me the body, we're going to die. If you don't, it's just not going to end well for anyone. Mm-hmm. And Steven's like, fine, fuck it, whatever, and gives up control. And that's when we get our first view of the Moon Knight suit in full. And oh, oh man, the transformation sequence, gorgeous, gorgeous every time. It's right? So like I'm kind of, I'm kind of considering going back and watching that first episode just so I can see that piece again. Yeah, and I mean it. Oh, again, costuming. Okay, but like before we go on, I do need to talk about the fact that you are absolutely correct about the whole costuming thing. Um, the day after the first episode aired, Disney was like hey guess who's gonna be over at avengers campus and they've mm-hmm. got like a full-on practical suit for this dude oh yeah i used it's to gorgeous. do those costumes like i worked in costuming where i would make sure they were all maintained and taken care of and that each of our uh lovely inhabitants at the park were able to look their absolute best every day and yeah i mean Disney goes all out with their costumes. They do not fuck around, especially with Um, their Marvel costumes. So here's Um, the thing. I don't want to interrupt you, and I know I'm trying really hard not to. Are you currently being attacked by a gang of clowns? No. Oh, it's the ice cream truck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so there's not a roving gang of clowns that are out to get you. Okay, good. Just making sure. How did you know about them? (laughs) Well, I just think about your exes and how they were all clowns. Oh, Maybe they're coming for you. Nah, um, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, 
Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I said what I said. Um, all right, take us to episode two. All right. So we go to episode two, and of course, uh, we're back with Grant, who is blamed for all the damage because the security footage happened to catch all of it, but none of the uh, jackal creatures, incidentally. And he and is... And just real quick, by Grant, she means Stephen. Stephen yes, Grant. Stephen is Grant. Sorry. I will refer to him as Stephen from here on out. Um, so Stephen is fired, but before he does so, he uses his key card to access a storage locker in the museum uh, in order to find the scarab. He ends up kind of running into a mirror, which is going to be really heavily uh, shown throughout the show as a way to differentiate the communication between Mark Spector and Stephen Grant as they are both in the same body, which I think, again, genius use of storytelling. The way that the two of them can talk through the mirror and you get both sides of the story. Just, uh, I, I really enjoy right. this show, I guys. agree, I agree. So he's speaking with his reflection, uh, who... The, at that point in time, introduces himself as Mark Spector, um, who is a mercenary and the current avatar of the Egyptian moon god, Khonshu, which uh, he is the traveler, so he entails the nightly travel of the moon across the sky um, in ancient Egyptian lore. Uh, he, along with the god Toth, uh, marked the passage of time. Um, so he is this avatar of the Egyptian moon god. Uh, they leave being in Stephen's identity, where they are confronted by Layla, who introduces herself as Mark's wife, um, and is completely unaware that Stephen Grant exists before they are arrested by police officers who are working for Arthur Harrow, Ethan Hawke's character. During this whole passage, as they are brought to Harrow, uh, Harrow reveals that he was in fact also an avatar of Khonshu um, until he decided to go with a different god and start to follow the god Amet. He basically says, like, give me the scarab. That it's what I want. Um, and that's how they're going to find Amet's tomb, because Amet was uh, exiled from the gods and uh, forced into a totem of sorts, uh, therefore grounding her. And that if they are able to find Amet's tomb and resurrect her, they can purge all of humanity of the evils that plague this world. Uh, basically, Arthur Harrow is admitting he's a mini Thanos and probably not <laughs> going to be as successful at it. And uh, yeah, so all this kind of continues to happen. Uh, we get to hear a little bit more about Harrow's backstory when he, uh, he being Stephen, is rescued by Layla, his, uh, or rather Mark's wife, uh, which then Harrow uses to summon a creature, which that was a fun chase scene. And uh, yeah, they end up is that when they end up on the mountain? Like, the kind of cliffside? 
You know, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember. Yeah. So they end up kind of being confronted and overpowered by the jackal as they're being chased down. And again, Mark is inside, not in control of the body, going, Stephen, we're going to die. (laughs) Give me the body. Um, So finally... Stephen releases Mark and allows Mark to be in control, where Mark then kills the jackal that was chasing them, but happens to lose the scarab, which, you know, is maybe a big thing because Harrow now has it. So, Khonshu then is really pissed that his scarab is now gone because he also wants to make sure Harrow is not able to do these evil deeds and wants to find him at first, uh, threatens that if they don't stop Harrow, he's going to make Layla his next avatar, which there's been some speculations as to why, which is pretty cool, and we'll go into that later. But basically that's where we end episode two, uh, so a little backstory about Harrow and, uh, further discovery into Mark Spector. Well done. Matt, please give her a round of applause because you carried the shit out of that. That was gorgeously done while I am over here not remembering what the fuck happened in these next two episodes. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I'm going to say episode the, the three, which we're, you know, we're about to go into. It would be the friendly um, type. Huh? It would be the friendly type is the name of the episode. Yeah, that's the one where, if I'm remembering correctly, and this is going to be the quickest rundown of this episode, they yeah. uh, go looking for Arthur Haro, mm-hmm. who is already in Egypt and looking for shit, mm-hmm. um, looking for Ahmet's tomb. <clears throat> uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark is mostly in control in this episode, but also keeps blacking out, and people keep dying around him, and he's mm-hmm. like, Stephen, what the fuck are you doing? And Stephen's like, that's not me. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought that was you. And they kind of, like, touch on that for a little bit and then, like, leave it alone. Um, And then, what? Such a good Easter egg. Such a good Easter egg. Yeah, right? That's that's, that's exactly what I thought. Um, (laughs) And then there was a part where uh, Stephen is like, uh, we need to get the other gods in on this because... um, if he being he being Haro finds uh, Ahmet's tomb, we're kind of fucked. So Conchu goes and manipulates the sky. Yeah. And creates a, a an eclipse, a giant eclipse that's seen all across the world. Mm-hmm. And all the gods are like, "Fuck it, let's get together. We'll talk about what the hell's going on." But they tell him early on in like the meeting, they're like, "If you ever fuck with the sky again, we're going to conceal you. Like we're we're going to put you." In stone, like it's over yeah. for you. And we're he's going like, to yeah, no, it won't you. happen again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, no, it won't happen again. I promise. We're, you're good. We're good. We're cool. Spoiler alert: It happens again because they're trying to figure out exactly where uh, Ahmet's tomb is, and the only way that they can find it is when they look at the stars on the day that she was uh, yeah. exiled. On the exact night, because the they end up night. finding this map that uh, will tell them via the stars where the tomb is located. And they definitely 
end up having to manipulate this guy. <laughs> and it definitely... it was a show. <laughs> they were not happy about it, but it looked gorgeous, right? Like, it shows him, like, so kind of cool. like... Oh, boy, how, what's the best way to describe it? Like, imagine, like, a giant globe, right? Like, a huge-ass globe in front of you, and the only way that you can turn it is if you use, like, both hands, like, grip as hard as you can, and mm-hmm. swipe it to one side, right? Yep. That's the best way to describe it, and it shows the this guy going back and forth, like, over and over and over, back in time um, to when uh, the exact day was, or the exact night was when they, uh, they sealed uh, Ama in her tomb. Mm-hmm. And... As it's happening, um, what's his name? Conchu is like slowly deteriorating because the gods are getting together and putting him in his in his casket of sorts, in his stone casket, and mm-hmm. like concealing him away because they told him they were like, "Don't, don't do that again, or else we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fuck you up, dog." Yeah. Um, and the episode ends with Grant and Spectre both being left without the powers of Conchu while also having an understanding of exactly where the tomb is located. So they being Mark and Steven, along with Layla, head off to the tomb. And that's where the episode ends. Now, here's the thing. I I saw it online a couple days after the episode uh, mm-hmm. aired. And I definitely thought about it when the episode aired. Everyone on Earth must be fucking exhausted. Oh my god, yeah. Because a few years back, (laughs) they had a giant purple alien that snapped half of humanity out of existence. Then a few years after he's gone and everyone comes back for some fucking reason, there's a giant face in the sky that definitely popped out of the Earth. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. And then... The sky is acting all crazy. They must be like, dude, why us? They must feel like the average American. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> Which makes mad. you wonder how nope. does American, how do Americans feel? You know, God, could you imagine if that universe also still had like all the buffoonery we've actually dealt with? <laughs> On top, uh, just adding then aliens and half of humanity disappearing. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't want to go there. I don't even want to. Like, I can't even imagine. Genuinely, I can. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I can, but I don't want to. (laughs) Right. Before we Uh, move on to episode four, I do just want to say, oh, my gosh, the master class of acting that Oscar Isaac did during that first council scene right switching between him like as mark and then conchu and like oh my gosh the facial control the guy had even yeah. like oh dude dude is an actor save for the british accent that was rough well he's not bad with the british accent the Come first on. episode was a little rough it's not great but it's not bad it's not the worst it is not it, it is no dick van dyke in mary poppins well, but. no one's Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins except for Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Which, um, He's a unique dick. Uh, Matt, what? He's a unique dick. Oh, that's what I thought you said. Um, Matt, you can edit this part out, but <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, whenever someone mentions Dick Van Dyke, and I, I always think about that one joke that they made in Family Guy. Gosh, early Family Guy was so good. Anyways. Um, so episode four, we leave off with Stephen now possessing the body and Layla 
they find a deserted campsite at the location of Ahmet's tomb, uh, which, because of Stephen's extensive Egyptology knowledge, he is able to determine that it's actually in the shape of the Eye of Horus. Mm-hmm. So what they have to do is kind of figure out, okay, where in this could we find Ahmet? And uh, so they decide, all right, the Avatar would have been the mouth of the god, so let's go there. So they end up spiraling around, and it was it was a really cool scene. Uh, as a kid, I wanted to be an Egyptologist, so this is just fulfilling all of my cool needs. Um, Did so, you have an Egyptology book, that one that had like all the little secrets in it and shit? Yes! I, I think I still have it. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason that we're gay. That makes sense. <laughs> the mummy, man. Mm-hmm. The original Every single mummy. person that was that... Yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> no, I just said the mummy, and then I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, every person that I know that is, like, LGBT either had that book or the Dragonology book. Oh, yeah. That that was the We signs. are all the same person. <laughs> yeah. I think I had both. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Ooh, spicy. Uh. <laughs> we uh, end up having uh, Stephen find... Uh, the tomb where uh, Ahmet's what's what's that little thing called? Like the little little statue. Oh gosh, hold on one second. Usha Ushabti. Oh, right, a small right. figure deposited in an ancient Egyptian tomb with the mummy, generally bearing inscriptions of the Book of the Dead and representing servants expected to do certain agricultural labors required of the deceased in the land of the dead. Then Ushabti. Oh, God, am I pronouncing that right? Yes, you are. I believe so. Sounds right. Let's see. I was... An epitaph, because I was like, what the fuck? How did I get that? Is a phrase or a form of words written in the memory of a person who has died. So so it is Ushabdi. Um, yeah. Where were we? Okay, so yeah. Um, Stephen finds uh, Ahmed's Ushabdi uh, before anyone else can Which, <laughs> and it turns out that was that, a fun what? scene too sorry him reaching into the, the mummy oh yeah well that's, that's that's actually what i was about to get into oh, um <laughs> as it turns out uh the upshati was and by the way the upshati is like a, a tiny little stone statue that's what they put conchu into for that uh episode that we were talking about before mm-hmm. um it was in alexander the great's throat which they found alexander the great's tomb which is like a big thing, like a big mystery that's apparently like an actual thing in yeah. like the real world, Still has um, which found. is cool. Okay. Um, I didn't know that was a thing at all, which uh, blows my mind. Um, they find it, uh, and while he was looking for it, he being uh, Stephen, Arthur Harrow and Layla are having a little discussion. Mm-hmm. And it is revealed that Stephen is the reason that Layla's dad is dead. Mm-hmm. Or rather, Mark is the reason that Layla's dad is dead. damn it! <laughs> All right, let's try that again. Let's try that again. Um, so while Stephen is going and looking for the Upshati and ends up finding it, uh, Arthur Harrow and Layla are having a conversation in which Arthur reveals to Layla that the reason that her dad is dead is because of Mark. Mm-hmm. Did I get it right that time? You did. Cool, love that for me. Um, Proud of you. <laughs> Mark was at the uh, dig site that Layla's dad was at as well. 
and Mark's partner, who was very, apparently very uh, bloodthirsty, kind of a, a shithead, um, murdered everyone at the site. Just straight up murks everyone. And her dad was one of the people that was there and ends up getting killed as well, uh, just because he was in the way. Yeah. Uh, and she's, she's devastated by it, so she goes and confronts Steven. She's like, she's like, are you the reason that he's dead? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, I'm talking to Mark right now. Are you the reason that he's dead? And so Mark takes over just for like that time being. Mm-hmm. And is like, I, I didn't kill him personally. It wasn't my fault. Um, my dude that I was with uh, was a fucking maniac and killed everyone at the site. And I'm so sorry that that happened that way. I, I didn't mean for it to happen that way. All the while, um, he hears Arthur Haro and his group of people coming along to, uh, I guess, find where the tomb was at, which they, they beat them to already. Um, and so he sends Layla away and is like, I'll fight them off. You get out of here. I'll deal with this shit. Mm-hmm. Not even like five minutes later, he gets he takes two to the chest. Yeah, just ends up getting his shit rocked, uh, falling backwards into a pool of water and bleeding out to where I thought the episode was going to end. Right, I thought so too, but it did not. <gasps> they definitely took us to a, uh, a a psych ward, I guess. Yeah, psychiatric hospital. Yeah. Uh, and that's where things got real interesting. Real weird. Real quick. Because there were a lot of little Easter eggs and stuff just in the room of, like, the, the people that he was with, which all the people that he was with in that room were people that we had seen throughout the the entire season of Moon Knight so far. It, it was, like, I can't even go into Actually, you know what? You go into it. Tell me what happened. Okay. So they go into a psychiatric hospital. Um, where it's shown that Harrow is seemingly a therapist of Mark's and is counseling Mark kind of through it. Um, as well, we do see Layla, she kind of runs off, um, which again, before we move on to another topic, I'm going to go more into costuming because, oh, they did such a good job. Mm -hmm. Um... But she ends up running off, and Harrow is now trying to basically explain to Mark, like, look, you have this dissociative identity disorder, you need this help, um, you have these split personalities, and you've got this separate body, uh, you know, you're, you're just, you're seeing things, you're, you're feeling things, you need to figure your shit out. And so he... Ends up kind of hearing some shit and wanders off, if I recall correctly. And uh, he, he walks past a door where there's a shaking sarcophagus, but he doesn't go in there. That will be an Easter egg point later. <laughs> um, and then he discovers another sarcophagus where Mark is calling from inside, uh, or as our friends who don't know there are friends yet... Uh, at Nerdist, call it a Markophagus. Thank you, Dan Casey and the writers at Nerdist. I love you, Dan. I love him. Oh my God. <laughs> um, he discovers that there is someone else trapped inside, someone else being a whole other body who is Steven, an independent person. They 
are freaking out and trying to figure out what's going on where they walk down the hallway and out comes a female with a hippopotamus head in very Egyptian, uh, regal Egyptian clothing. And that is where we end with episode four. And oh boy, what an episode it was. I, I like how we said this was supposed to be a, uh, a, short, a short episode, episode <laughs> but here we are. Um, Every time. Let's, let's just let's speed it up a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch episode five yet. I'm going to try and watch it tonight. Uh, you want to give me a quick uh, episode five review without spoilers? Yes, I will. Um, so first and foremost, I will say for our listeners, if you do have any potential triggers due to uh, trauma, PTSD, things like that, this episode is going to be a little rocky at points. Um, so just want to give a trigger warning to our listeners. Uh, I will not be going into any of those topics because again spoiler free but for the episode itself thank you for that episode five was so fucking good please watch it it was really great uh deep dive into the backstory kind of into uh steven into mark you get a little bit more of a backstory again on mark it was beautifully done. There's a lot of pretty deep topics, a lot of understanding as to how this character kind of came to be who he is. And I thought it was handled in a really delicate way, personally, um, while also being really intriguing and interesting and kind of keeping you in it with the action and the mystery and the ending oh boy so yeah please watch it i can't wait to hear what you think of it in the next episode we discuss it hogan because uh it's gonna be a good one not only are we gonna be discussing that episode uh of moon knight but also potentially the season finale of it and also we're going to be doing a full deep dive and full review of dr strange multiverse of madness yeah it's it's going to be um, a really jam-packed episode because we're not only going to have that, but also episode five and the finale of Moon Knight. Yeah, I'm excited to to, to be doing that one. Um, and if I have my way, the entire team will be on this one. I know. I'm so excited. I'm really excited for this one. Um, but all right, so that's what we're going to be leaving that one off on because that's really all we can talk about. I know that yep. one kind of ended abruptly, but as it turns out, uh, Nerdist is reporting that there is going to be a Dune series mm -hmm. called Dune the Sisterhood. So we've known a little bit about the show prior even to the Dune release. Um, this was initially kind of brought up that HBO Max was going to be doing a TV show uh, based around the sisterhood in Dune uh, back in 2019, actually. But it has just been today <laughs> that they finally announced their showrunner. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a journey for them but i am really excited because uh she has some pretty good shows under her belt that's all really we have on on mm -hmm. uh, dune sisterhood so far uh yeah because they haven't said much honestly 
So we're just going to trust that it is good hands with their uh, newly announced showrunner, Diane Adumu John. Or Demu. I think Ademu. Ademu? Shit. Diane Ademu John. Yeah. Thank you, Hogan. Uh, she's had previous shows such as The Haunting of Bly Manor, Empire, and The Originals under her belt, so should be pretty good. Haunting of Bly Manor is something that I still need to watch. Maybe I'll start that soon. It was good. I personally enjoyed, uh, God. Hill House? Yeah. I enjoyed Hill House a little bit more. Um, I heard Bly Manor was just sad, you know? Bly Manor was definitely more just sad. Hmm. But it was, like, happy sad at the end. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, maybe I will try it. Um, But also, uh, another series that is coming out, Gizmodo is reporting Tales of the Jedi, an animated series is supposed to be coming out. We, uh, do we have a set time for that one? Um, no, we're going to be getting a lot of Star Wars news as we are approaching May 4th, so we'll probably be getting a little bit, I am completely wrong. It apparently in the article says that it may be debuting on Saturday, May 28th. Oh. Yeah. So then it's been in, in in production for a little bit. And no leaks. Dang. So Right, that's crazy. Yeah. According to an article on Gizmodo, they say that the new series is described as an animated anthology and has been inadvertently revealed by the panel schedule of the Star Wars celebration in Anaheim. So it'll be debuting mm-hmm. on Saturday, May 28th. It'll be an anthology of shorts. Uh, and yeah, should be pretty fun. Speaking of no leaks, well, I, I mean, I guess that show was leaked um, under the announcement of it. Uh, Kevin Feige announced at CinemaCon that he is going to be going on a creative team retreat. And what's he going to be doing? He is going to be planning out the next 10 years of MCU content. Yeah, you heard that right. It is 10 more years of MCU. 10 more years. Which means if all goes well, you guys are stuck with us for another 10 years. <laughs> Quit acting like you don't like it. You know you like our voices. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to go off of when it comes to the MCU, uh, as well as Star Wars and Dune. Dune is one of those things that's just been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. Let's, let's, let's hope and pray that things go well, because I need more, uh, of that good shit in my veins, you know? Yeah. And if it is anything like, uh, the individual who's been in all three of those franchises, Dune, Marvel and Star Wars. We're we're in good hands with our Moon Knight actor and our new phase of Marvel. Mm. Oscar Isaac, I do love him. Oh my gosh, the things I would do to meet him. Okay. Hey, anyways, guys, this brings <laughs> us to the end of the episode. We're actually not going to be doing any um, unpopular opinions or anything like that on this one, uh, only because we're going to be saving that stuff for uh, like a full-on episode, which I know that this one seems like a full-on episode, but um, it's much shorter than uh, what we're going to be putting out uh, <laughs> next time. Um, that being said, thank you guys for being patient with us. We know that we had gone away for a little bit and we are working our best to make sure that everything stays on track and that uh, we keep being able to put out content to you guys. Uh, we love you guys very much and 
we cannot wait to bring you guys this next episode because it's going to be a good one. I cannot wait yes. to have a full discussion with the entire team. It's just gonna it's just gonna be so fun. It's gonna be a really fun time. Um yeah, thank you, as Hogan already said, and I will reiterate, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, supporting us, uh sticking with us when we have our low periods. Um I am definitely appreciative of this team and of all of you. So, yeah. Well, we're appreciative of you. But hey, guys, it's been super rad. Uh, super rad. Super rad and fun, rad. Uh, um, but we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so yeah. much for tuning into Geekly by Weekly. Be good when you go out into the world. Something, something, something uh, corny stuff. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.